There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of Spain off Jersey Coast. Is that really your idea of how to run a newspaper? I don't know how to run a newspaper, Mr. Thatcher. I just try everything I can think of. Charge, you know perfectly well there's not the slightest proof that this... Armada's off the Jersey Hello, coast. Hello, Mr. Bernstein. Excuse me, Mr. Bernstein. Can you Payne. prove it isn't? This just Mr. Bernstein, in. I'd like you to meet Mr. Thatcher. I'll just How do you do, Mr. Thatcher? Leland, uh, Mr. Thatcher, my ex-guardian. We have no secrets from our readers, Mr. Bernstein. Mr. Thatcher is one of our most devoted readers. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at The Times. Recently on the podcast, we tackled a question from a college journalism student who asked for five reasons to go into our profession. Lane and I quickly rattled off a bunch of reasons and keyed on five. But after we recorded that podcast, we decided to ask our friends and colleagues for their reasons. So today's topic, five more reasons. As a reminder, Lane and I said we love the duality of journalism, how you can be in your head and also out in the world. We love being surrounded by smart, funny, creative people. We love always knowing what's going on. We love making a difference. We love learning something new every day. And our buddies, what do they love? Well, for sure, that sense of responsibility and purpose. So we, we got a ton of answers, guys, and we're like we're going through them, um, kind of picking out some of our favorites. But you want to yeah. start? We actually got some answers from people who aren't journalists, too, which is kind of yeah. cool, like encouraging people to go into journalism and uh, saying why it still matters. And people who've left the business or people, yeah, um, which is great. We heard from people all over the country, pretty much. You want to pick out some of your favorites? So there was a lot of sense of responsibility and purpose. And um, you really can't underscore that enough. I mean, that is, I mean, we don't, we may not save the world, but we change the world every day. Some, in some little fashion sometimes, sometimes in bigger ways. Um, And there was a lot of that. We got a lot of that response. People who felt like there, there really is a mission. It's a calling. Yeah, and different people doing different pieces of journalism had different reasons too. Like some people, it's it's just informing people what's going on in the world if they want to go ride a new roller coaster, you know. And <laughs> some people, it's bring down the institutions, you know. So, um, talk about your friend Brett. All right, so Brett Baroki of the uh, and I, I'm, I'm Brett. Forgive me, I'm sure I've just massacred your last name, um, but he's an investigative reporter uh, for the Southern Poverty Law Center, and he says the work is important. Shedding light into places where officials don't want it is paramount. Journalism is a public service, too. It's also quite fun. What other job is going to allow you to to be this much of a troublemaker? That was good. And then, um, so Maggie Gordon, who, uh, terrific young writer at the Houston Chronicle, she took a slightly different tack, but very lovely sentiment. The enduring hope that a reader may see a little bit of themselves in an intimate portrait of a stranger. And that something as simple as that may help us all build empathy, understanding, and compassion. 
that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Seeing, seeing yourself in people who aren't like you or who you don't think have anything to do with you and all of a sudden just opening up a little window on humanity. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some somebody say, you know, if, if somebody has to ask, then they shouldn't go into this business. Um, and I get that sentiment. I understand it. But at the same time, I especially if you're a young person coming into the into journalism and it's been such a strange last decade and um, everything's been so tense and strained and we've been downsizing. Um, I mean, I, to me it is like, yeah, get your head around it before you jump in and then know that once you're in, you know, you're, you're committed to doing it, you know? Well, also I think we heard from uh, my friend Carrie Pratt, who's a, uh, she used to be a photojournalist here and now she's a professor at Western Kentucky. And she basically said, even if you're not sure you want to do journalism for the long term, journalism sets you up for so many other professions, you know, not just public relations or media relations, but law school or teaching or researching or writing grants or, you know, there's all these other windows that the journalism training that you have can launch you for. So if you have, you know, the passion just even to try it for a year or two, see if it's for you. You'll know. You'll know after a year or two if you don't want to do it anymore. But it's not like it's going to set you down this path forever if you find out it's not for you. Sarah Kleiner of the Center for Public Integrity. Hey, Sarah. Says uh, there's still bad guys to get. Esther Cepeda, a a syndicated columnist, says, I feel like if I don't do the work I do, no one else will. You got some more? We're going to trade off here. We had a lot of responses. I'm going to quote my best friend Karen Baird here, who's a researcher at the paper. Karen's never wanted to be uh, a reporter, but she's one of the most incredibly smart people I've ever known. And she said, she she sits, you know, at the back of the newsroom in, in a research desk, and her job has changed a lot over her 30 years in the business. But um, from Karen, my particular variation of newsroom work feels important because when we say something is the truth, we can prove it. Then we publish it, and it never goes away. Unlike TV or radio, which you cannot easily find again, we provide a public service of holding elected officials accountable to their office. This is my favorite part. Lastly, writing the daily entries into the diary of a city helps things not be forgotten, and that is also a public service. Yes, she says, your grandmother got married in 1953, and here's the picture to prove it. So the, the daily snapshots of life, and I love how she talks about the diary of a city. Right, like we're writing history, uh, which yeah, we are. Front right? line of it, yeah. Front lines of history. Um, Julie Garcia and a couple of people who's a freelancer hit this note. Um, because there are communities of people raised to believe that they don't have stories worthy of telling, and I want to help change that. Everyone's story, especially those of disenfranchised people, is worth our time, effort, and attention. Uh, George Stanley, the editor of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, said, nothing gets fixed in our democracy unless people know about the problem and care enough to demand better. We can help improve lives and you never stop learning in this job. That's a whole other category of answers we got, was about learning. Yeah, I like Jamie Stockwell, who's the deputy national editor at the New York Times. I kind of totally echo her sentiment here, because my plan B has always been my plan A, and I can't imagine doing anything else or that any other career would fill me with the passion and enthusiasm I feel every day in a newsroom. I, I, I know all the people who are in my 50-something-year-old generation have thought about what else should we be doing, what else could we be doing, and the ones of us who are left can't think of anything else. That makes us either really uh, people with no interests or, no, we just, we can't. We just <laughs> So much interest. There, uh, there's, there's, yeah, nothing compared. You want to keep going with hers? Because the rest of her answer is pretty good, too. I'd be like... Yeah, she says, uh, there's so many reasons to love journalism. We hold the powerful to account. We bring truth to light. We can make real differences in people's lives. Our stories are everything from revelatory to entertaining. 
Every day is different, and I learn as much from our readers as they do from us. That's a special and important relationship and responsibility that I've never taken lightly. Plus, it's still loads of fun. That's another category of responses, I think, just how fun, fun. it is. Um, a lot of people talked about learning, about that, and we talked about that too, but that, that really is... Um, you know, if you're somebody, and I, I know everybody doesn't like being a student. There were lot, lots of people who struggle as, as students. But, but in, when you truly got to learn something and, when you, and, and you get to do that in this job all the time, we're always learning because, you know, we're researchers. We're looking after, we're trying to find stuff out. And, and then uh, you meet people who share their lives. And it, it does feel like you're always, your brain is always engaged. And, and it's not always even things you think you'd be interested in learning about. But then yeah. you start going down that rabbit hole. You know, we, we did a story last week about um, can jurors ask questions of witnesses. I'd never thought about that my whole life. But then all of a sudden we get to spend two days tracking, like, when did that start? Why did they do that? What You know, and it was fascinating to go down that road that I'd never thought of before. Right, which you, you know, you're sitting in a criminal trial. So Lane's covering this, uh, which we've talked about in the podcast, the, the trial of John John Chuck. And... Yeah, all of a sudden there's something happening. It's like, when did that? Ha- when did this change? And like, then they get to research it and figure it out and talk about. Well, actually, probably talk about what uh, one of the appeals is going to be in this case because the judge let the jurors just talk directly to witnesses, which is apparently not allowed by state law. And um, yeah, so I was just I, being curious yeah. at the court break, like, when did they start doing this? And and the younger. Guys who were covering with me were like, oh, they've always done it. Well, they've always done it for 10 years, but I've been doing this for 30. So my friends, you know, were like, that's not a thing. But anyway, it's, it's learning something sometimes you don't even know you're interested in, you know. So our old buddy Lisa Gartner, who used to be on the Enterprise team here and is now at the Philly Inquirer, says, with so many other careers, learning stops after college. But with each new assignment, I get to learn all about race car driving, reform schools, the citrus industry, et cetera. I think I'd go crazy if I didn't get to keep learning. That was a big theme on a lot of these answers. That sense of public service first, of course, but learning, yeah. And not being bored. Yeah. Then we had several people talk about the places it takes you, the places journalism takes you, you know, whether it's inside a a water tank or, like, to the bottom of the sea or to a new land. Our friend Anne Jo Lexander from Norway said... Because you get to walk around with a silly grin on your face and the rest of the day just because you spoke to someone you normally wouldn't talk to or got to join someone on something you've never imagined you'd get to experience. And it made you immensely happy. I always feel like you get the best adventures, even if it's just something like, you know, watching them train a dog to ride an escalator, like things you get to go be a part of. Wait, have you you done that? Oh, yeah, for a guide dog story. (laughs) It's pretty hard. (laughs) Spent the whole day in the JCPenney watching a little yellow lab try to learn to ride the escalator. But see, yeah, I think about that. Like, I mean, okay. Who gets to do that? Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Every, and we've been doing this podcast now for a while. We're going back through your career and talking about these stories of things. Like, yeah, who gets memories like that? Who, like, you know, what the the day you were out on a boat, the day you were out waiting for the hurricane, the day you're sitting there waiting for the end of a murder trial. It's like, okay. Absolutely. You're like Waldo. <laughs> you're everywhere. Um Okay, let's go. Keep going. Let's see. You Eric Deggins is my great friend who does NPR. He's covered uh, TV for us here. He did movies. He did entertainment. And now he's on NPR. You might have heard his wonderful voice. Um, he says, my longstanding argument, which works mostly for those of us lucky enough to cover entertainment, is that we get paid to do stuff most people would pay to do, like talk to celebrities, visit movie and TV sets, see great films and television shows in advance, and tell everybody about the coolest stuff coming out before it comes out. Mm-hmm. 
It was great to sit next to Eric and know what to watch. <laughs> um, you can still do that, right? Um, we had, of course, some funny responses because, again, that's one of the best things about journalism is you're surrounded by really creative, uh, smart, sharp, uh, sarcastic, um, cynical people who uh, have, a f you know, just are just entertaining to be around. So, of course, uh, we had answers like the reason to go into journalism is to pay my bills and feed my kids. Yes, Michael Cruz That's for political. Not why you stayed, Michael <laughs> Cruz? We know better. <laughs> <laughs> and because you're going to make so much money. In the, no, wait, that's not the right business. Okay, um, Lean, were you going to highlight Lean? Yeah. Our, okay, so our buddy Lean Bobbin, who is a journalist in Denmark. Um, and I, I like how Lean presents hers in the, I love journalism because, and then she's got a number of reasons, but it is existential without having to preach. It is philosophical without having to understand Wittgenstein. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Wittgenstein. Um, it is getting close to human nature without studying psychology. It is challenging power without being a politician. Journalism is a license to ask questions and meet people and go places where no one else does and move around in any field of interest you might have. And also, it is a work environment of often very creative, funny, and smart people. I've done it for 20 years, and I'm planning to stay. And she's writing a book about it. Yeah. She's, uh, she's collected an anthology. I think she's, yeah. Our buddy Mark Puente, who used to be at the Tampa Bay Times, is now at the LA Times. <laughs> his, his very quick answer was, it beats truck driving. And of course, that's what Mark used to do for a living. So <laughs> he would know. Um, I used to think that would be really cool to be a truck driver. Because apparently it's similar it's not that to cool. journalism, though. You get to like, go all these different places and stuff. But yeah, you well, don't get to talk to hauling people, stuff, except for yeah. on the yes. CB. But. Um, Connie Schultz wrote, journalism remains that passport into a world most of us would never know otherwise. And we get to ask the questions on the mind of everyone who's afraid to ask. It really is nice to have that excuse to say, I'm with the Tampa Bay Times. Right. My editor's making me ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, our buddy Mike Hixenbaugh uh, from the Houston Chronicle says, when... He's still in journalism because when he was 28 and offered a big pay bump for a job outside of journalism at a time when he and his family really needed the money, his pregnant wife said, you're really going to sell out already? <laughs> so kudos to Bethany Hexenbaugh. <laughs> yeah, thanks for keeping Mike in business because we need him. <laughs> um, we had a couple. David Tarrant of the uh, Dallas Morning News. Why does an old man plant a tree? That was nice. That was a nice response. He gave us a good analogy. Mm-hmm. He said, by this I mean that on my best days, I have hoped that what I'm doing will help news organizations like ours endure well past my lifetime. Also, I like what I do, and my younger colleagues are enthusiastic and damn good, and their attitudes are contagious. Well, that's, that's definitely true here, too. Yeah. It's a charge walking through the newsroom and all the 20-somethings who are so hungry to still be doing this. Makes me feel like it's not going to go away. 
a couple other funny answers. Um, uh, one, one fellow said, because I'm dumb and make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> one woman said, I am deeply unqualified to do anything else. Um, of course, one of my favorite answers came from Mike Wilson, who's the editor of the Dallas Morning News and Lane's former boss. And he says, because you might get to work with Lane Gregory. And I, I, I second that. That's a good reason to go into journalism. Well, I'd throw that back out. I get to work with Mike Wilson and Maria Carrillo. So. Um, and also with Monica Herndon, our producer, whose um, dad was a photojournalist and didn't really stop her when she said she wanted right. to do that too, right? Yeah. Or he tried. Not very hard. He didn't try very hard. Um, so he, but she too, her answer was all the learning she gets to do and meeting people and just talking being out to about. People. I like yeah. that. She said more than even photographing or filming people, she liked talking to people. And right. those are the, the photographers you want to have along on your stories. Which, especially in the world we're living in now, we've stopped talking to people, right? We do, we do a lot of texting. Text. We do, we have so many ways of communicating, but we're not really talking to each other in person a lot. And people are taking sides. It's become a very strange world we're living in. And, um, yeah, you guys get to go out there and just, I mean, you're not always meeting people at their best. Sometimes you're meeting them at their worst moments. But um, even then, you know, you get to you get to have a moment of compassion with people and to and to connect. Make a connection. Yeah. yeah. And that really, when you think about it in your life, you don't really you're not forced to do that much anymore. You could really live a very solitary life if you wanted to and never never connect with people on the outside. I'm always surprised how many people are, are willing to talk to you. You know, it's, it's still I have trepidation sometimes after 30 years of walking up to strangers. But once you do, it's like yeah. 90% of the time they want to make that connection too. All right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that I'm not sure people really went there, but it, it is it is amazing how often people are just so grateful that you cared enough to ask. Let's keep going. Absolutely. You want to go to our buddy, Laura? Okay, yeah, Laura Riley, who's no longer with us. She's at the Washington Post, but she promised to come back and podcast with us. She was our, our food writer here for many, many years and a real good friend of mine. She said, if you're nosy, there are no better careers for getting inside people's houses, heads, and hearts. Amen. And if you're intellectually curious, but a bit of a lazy mofo, there are no better careers where smart people patiently spoon feed you what they think is important to know. It is. I, I mean, I, I talk about with college students a lot of times, you know, you tackle a difficult or complex subject and it seems like you need to go in being an expert. But people really do like explaining things to you if you just ask for help. You know? And again, it opens your mind and just Absolutely. helps you to yeah. break it down enough for me to explain it to my readers. I mean, really, this is I mean, all that I, I was trying to categorize some of these responses and um Fun was one. Of, I mean, fun was actually one of the sort of themes throughout this. That it is a fun job, but uh, even with all the challenges, it is. It's a fun job because you can't. Uh, you don't get to do that in a lot of places. You 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 get to kind of ride in one lane. You know, whatever job you're, accountant or lawyer or whatever, you you're you're kind of there. That's all. You, that's what you do. You lean in, and we get to dis- on any given day, on any given week, you get to switch gears. You get to do something completely different from the from yesterday, which is pretty cool. Um, you want to go to Sharon? Yeah, Sharon Wynn, our friend down here at the Times. Sharon um, does all of the things to do calendars, and then sometimes she gets the funnest job in the newsroom where she gets to write the new Harry Potter roller coaster and tell people about the new uh, shows at Bush Gardens. She said, I'll admit I have a hard time with this question coming from students, why to be a journalist, because it's like being asked, what are five reasons to be a Broadway star? There are obviously 20 reasons, but the question is, how hard is it to get the gig, and are you willing to do the low-paid, no-paid grunt work it takes to get there? If you're willing, it's fabulous, and they won't regret it. 
but I've witnessed too many really good journalists losing their job and face limited options. So that's why Broadway Stars seems a comparable option. If you can make it and find job security, there's nothing better. But you better have a tough skin. I think actually, though, I, I think our skills are, are actually... I, I think one of the great things about journalism is there have been a lot of plan Bs for people. Because if you're a good writer... You're a good editor. You have some some word skills. Um, you can you can transition into other other businesses. They're not going to be as fun as this one, but right. or as varied. Yeah. But yeah, we've got plenty of friends who are making a lot more money than we are and using their journalism skills for good in other industries. Yeah, yeah. but not as and still miss the newsroom. Yes, I mean that's, that's a, the common theme. It is the common theme. I, mean, I think like um, the fact that so many people who leave, I, I mean, even if they left with the best of reasons, they still they can't. They, they can't help but regret it a little bit because it's such it was such a good ride. And I mean, I I love that my friends and family know what I'm doing. Like I never understood what my dad's job was ever. And every day, my kids, you know, would know exactly what I did that day because they could read the story, and there it was. You know, <laughs> mom, who are you hanging with today? Exactly. Well, Tucker, I went to the strip club. Tucker knew what a prostitute was when he was in kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> yet another advantage of being a journalist. Okay, um, correct your children, yeah. Alex Zayas, who uh, again another tr- Times alumna. Um, she now works at ProPublica. Um, I like among among her reasons is I get to keep my desk messy and my hair messy, and that's true because <laughs> we're not in broadcast <laughs> journalism. She she also said uh, if there were a pie chart giving credit to the people who contributed to my development as a human being, it would be like one percent my parents, one percent Mister Rogers, and ninety eight percent other journalists. Mister and Mrs. Zayas, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's keep going. We still got more. Wait, wait, hold on. We got more. Well, the, there's, these are kind of like, there's nothing I'd rather be doing. There's nothing else as interesting. Being able to tell someone's story is a rewarding privilege. A lot of people talk about storytelling. Yeah. You know? And and that the theme, which I know Lane's hit before, the, the privilege of being able to tell somebody's story, of being trusted with their story and... Um, that's, that's important. I like this one from Sam Quinn, who's a reporter for IBJ News. I get to serve the people, but don't have to be a politician. <laughs> there is a sense of serving, you mm-hmm. know, informing, serving. Mm-hmm. Being on the front lines of history, someone else said. You get to work outside of an office. Oh, my God. I sat in that courtroom for a month thinking, how does anybody go to the same <laughs> damn place every single day and never leave this building? Is one from Annabelle Sykes, who I'm sorry, I don't know where she works, but she said, my parents and so many professors have asked me the why journalism question over the years, and my answer is always the same. Why not journalism? I cannot imagine a career that captures everything I love the way that journalism does. I get to explore and meet people in the community. I have the pleasure of telling people stories, and every day is a new adventure with gained knowledge. Tony Lapinto wrote, the written word abides. It cannot be denied. Get the story. Tell the story. Represent. There are more ways to tell the story these days than ever before. Record. Report. There will always be a who, what, where, when, and why that needs to reach the masses. The format may change, but the need to express and record emotions and actions and reactions will never become outdated. Storytellers are born. Journalists are crafted. It's nice. A lot of people talked about storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. like since they were little kids, they like to tell stories. I think that's inherent in a lot of us. Martha Butcher says, our humanity is steeped in storytelling of all kinds. 
Journalists don't just tell stories, though. They give information. If they take care to give accurate information, they are contributing to the modern human story. Martha's a teacher, too. She's a big reader and a teacher, yeah. not a journalist. Yep. Um, all right. We're winding down here. Lane, you want to pick one, one last one? I think Andrew Meacham was an interesting insight. He used to be our, our uh, entertainment play, play and classical music reviewer. He said, you can be ADD or bipolar. Those things hurt when it comes time to write the story. There's meds for that. But <laughs> restlessness and distractibility help in finding them. I think that's true. I don't think I know any truly calm journalists. <laughs> all right. So if you, I'm sure you all, there's still many more reasons to go, but appreciate all the help from our colleagues and friends and people who got into this topic. Um, and uh, it actually, it got picked up a number of places. People were weighing in on this whole idea. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me over the last few years that people are still going into journalism. They're, they're, they're going to journalism schools. Those numbers have kept up. Um, and yeah, even though the market is as what it is and how the industry is as fluid as it is, uh, people are still chasing this dream and we can see why. I mean, and this, these are more reasons why. And there's more outlets than ever before, even though the newsrooms are shrinking, there's all kind of other things popping up online, other publications. I was so surprised when I was at Ohio university a few weeks ago, they have like 12 different publications. Yeah. You know, we had two and lots of different ways to get out there. Yeah. Okay, so lots of reasons. Appreciate all your help, guys. Uh, if, if you guys have questions for Lane on any of her stories or you want to talk some more about reasons to go into journalism, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. And join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Monica Herndon. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.